Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 159, and today we will be discussing the most respectable and uh, the most honored positions or professions around the world. So if you're curious, will my job as a plumber be more respected in a different country? Will my job as a teacher be more respected if I move somewhere else? If I'm a doctor, will I be respected everywhere around the world? Today, you will find out by tuning into our episode about the most respectable position. I can't talk today. The most respectable professions around the world. I'm curious to see what kind of research and factoids Jared has dug up from the deep interwebs today. So, without further ado, my good buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? Turns out podcasting is not on the list of one of the most respectable uh, professions. So, not yet. Not yet. Dude, I like the way you think. I was just about to play uh, a negative want while related drop, but you changed my mind, you know? Oh, see, listen, I'm so unprepared. We're all unprepared here. <laughs> I just want. <laughs> anyway. Please, everyone, follow us. Untranslatable Podcast is the place to follow us. You can also follow us on... uh, That's our Instagram, excuse me. You can also follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And then, of course, five-star reviews. That's where where it really counts, you know? That's where we really... That's that's how this... We really start getting that respect we're looking for. That's right. (laughs) Turns out it's a lot harder than we thought, but... It starts with five-star reviews. Chad, do you feel like um, you command respect in your at, in your profession? Like, do you, do you feel like you get the respect you deserve? And maybe not even in China. Like, obviously in China, but just in general. Um, maybe, kind of. I'm not sure. I'm not one of, I think, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like the teachers who are much more, what's the right term here? More, I don't want to, hmm more strict and mm. more uh like that i think they uh command and demand a lot more respect i'm a bit more laissez-faire in the classroom where um i don't know like occasionally i'll have students on their phones in class and they're not doing things on task and i'll look at them and i'll tell them i'll tell them something but i think other teachers would maybe like take their phones away or something Throw like that it against a wall that's right exactly um, mm-hmm. you know, take a selfie with their phone or something, uh, you know, making a very disapproving facial expression or something. Yeah. See, this is um, why you're the laissez-faire because that's what comes to your mind. Oh, I'll show them. Right. right I'll take <laughs> I'm going to put this on their stories, selfie on their that's, WeChat stories or right. on their WeChat moments. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think I think the way that I gain respect from students is by respecting them and uh, building a good rapport with them, Mm. Uh, which is, I think, a different type of respect than if your students are scared and intimidated by you and therefore they respect you. Yeah, but I feel like people, at least in the culture I'm used to, I don't know, here in the U.S., respect that sort of intimidating uh, kind of deserve respect a little bit too much, you know? Maybe I'm wrong. I agree. I don't know. But no, I, I feel think, like that sort of like right. stern, uh, indecisive boss is, is like a it's like sometimes looked as a, on as a good quality. I think you mean stern and decisive boss. What did I say? Stern and indecisive. At least that's what I heard. I oh, could be wrong. I don't know. Either way, I meant Either decisive. Way, you're right. Yeah. yeah, I figured you did. But yeah. Well, uh, 
I mean, it also helps too, I guess, or, not, or helps or doesn't help, I don't know, that you do have this um, conversation corner. So you mm-hmm. do have this outlet, unlike all these other teachers, where you can get even more even more comfortable than you would in your class, where you, your teaching style might already be looked at as a rather comfortable teaching style, you know? Right. True. And I think also with language teaching you want to foster an environment in the classroom where the students feel comfortable. And I think if you're very intimidating and stern, your students will not feel comfortable. Mm. Um, at least that's how I am as a person. Uh, maybe you're different, Jared. Maybe Jared uh, I never can feel handle a bit more. <laughs> well, there we go. But speaking of English Corner, Jared, I did have my last English Corner uh, for the semester yesterday. I cried one tear as we were ending English Corner. Just, you know, one rolled down my cheek. We call that uh, a thug it, tear. That's right. That's right. That's right. And uh, But it was great. Uh, guess what we did? Um, I have no idea. Played, uh, oh, let me guess. Played um, musical chairs. Sadly, with 60 students there, that would be fairly Dude, difficult. The that'd most be fun. That, that would be like a Guinness Book of World extreme. of Record, Records game. Right. Of. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the biggest game of I mean, musical chairs is. It's more know, we could that. definitely win any... I think anything numbers based in here in China, I'm pretty sure it, it would be very easy. <laughs> that's true. To set that's those that's the place to do it. Records. That is true. <laughs> uh, so no. So our topic was movies. So we talked a little bit about movies, different genres of movies that people like and don't like, uh, famous movies, things like this. And I figured since Christmas is well after this episode airs, Christmas is sadly over, but Christmas is around the corner. And so uh, I found on a website called Billy Billy, which is. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite websites here in China because you can access a lot of um, things that you can find on YouTube here in China. Uh, so it's not blocked. Uh, the internet speed is fast, so you don't have to worry about like long buffering times, things like this. So it's really great. Uh, so the original 1966 animated version of The Grinch is on Billy Billy with oh. Chinese and English subtitles. And it's only about 25 minutes long. So now, it's perfect. Wait, it's 25 uh, minutes long, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Now, this might sound like a stupid question, but does your average Chinese student, Chinese college student, even know what the Grinch is? Nope. Okay. I nope. didn't think so. That wasn't a stupid question at all. Uh, okay. And, and they really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. We watched it. I had to explain to them, though, because it was written by Dr. Seuss, there's lots of made-up words like, and it's uh, written uh, in, in like riddles, not riddles, yeah, but uh, rhyme. like rhyme, rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Because there are words like palunka and pamunka, and they and I knew immately like when they saw that I was like, oh no, they're probably going to. But really you can't wonder explain that because I mean the explanation is that's not a word, but it was used to complete the rhyme. This rhyme. That's how yeah. I explained it. That's exactly oh, okay. how I explained it, and they got it. But here's the interesting thing, though, Jared. There were Chinese subtitles for everything, including the made-up words. So I really wonder what hmm. they did. <laughs> I wish my Chinese this, this, character knowledge was good enough. You didn't think yeah. to ask them in the moment. They, it, I, sh- I should have. Yeah, I should they have. Probably, it, I wonder if it was just like... I mean, maybe that's one of the benefits of using uh, Chinese characters versus maybe being in a... Uh, 
in a language that uses, you know, like a different, like a an alphabet. Car- yeah, alphabet that we're used to, is that mm-hmm. you? It, it can be phonetic like that, can it? So it may be like, I it, think? is it possible that it could literally just be phonetically what he's saying? It could be. And they were laughing when, like the the made up words were coming on the screen. So I sh- I right. really should have asked. I dropped the ball yeah. on that one because no, that's but I was okay. wondering that the whole time I was watching. I was well, like, like, what are you guys laughing at? Because these aren't words. <laughs> right, right. But I think that's kind of what makes it funny in English too. The fact that they're not words. Wait, um, the original one is only twenty five minutes long. Yeah, it's just an animated cartoon. And yeah. That does not involve Jim Carrey. He's no way involved no. with no, this no, no, production no, no. of this The Grinch. This was made in 1966, Jared. Definitely not. Listen, he's uh, Jim Carrey's an impressive actor. You never know. That is true. Well, I told them, I said, <laughs> if you like this movie... He was movie, two years old. You have to watch the one with Jim Carrey, and I showed them. And that one is actually on Yuku, which is another Chinese... Oh, yeah, um, that makes sense. Like Chinese YouTube, basically. Um, and you can watch that one. So I'm hoping to watch that one this weekend because uh, that you, is you, such a great movie. Do you have any other uh, go-to Christmas movies? Uh, let's see here. I really, My, I really... Go ahead. I'm not a huge Christmas movie person, but I do enjoy the a Christmas story. But the thing is, mm-hmm. kind of like Thanksgiving, it's not that I dislike the movie but here in the united states on tbs which is a popular cable tv tv channel here in the u.s tv channel here in the u.s every year they play a christmas story for 24 hours and over over again yeah 20 literally 24 hours straight um Mm -hmm. from like christmas to from like uh you know christmas eve to christmas or whatever um and so like you you, I, i just get i get so much of it you know i'm never like wanting for it right that's true. That is true. My go-to Christmas movies would probably be The Grinch. Uh, what else? I haven't seen Elf in a long time. Oh, Elf is a good one. I Elf haven't seen that movie in a, and probably since it came out. Maybe a couple years after that. But, it, you know, that now that is one that I would happily rewatch. Yep. Elf is good. I like a lot of those old kind of claymation ones because I watched them as a kid. Claymation kind of um, creeps me out. Does it really? Okay. A little bit. Interesting. I mean, it doesn't creep. Like it's not going to keep me up at night. I just, it's like I don't need, I don't need this. These weird. I don't know. <laughs> right. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. Another one that I really like that is kind of a Christmas movie, but more of a Halloween movie, depending on who you ask, is uh, the Nightmare Be- the Nightmare Before Christmas by Tim Burton. Mm. Um, oh, I love yeah. that movie. That's I don't know if I've one. ever seen that, but I have heard that that controversy be floated around my favorite christmas movie is die hard oh there you go some people say it's not a christmas movie those people don't know anything about movies that's all i have to say about that i mean it came out like it it it, it takes place during christmas they're at a christmas mm-hmm. party when the like yep. that's the scene of the movie right um i consider that a christmas movie but what do i know? right that's true. Um, that any true. other any other questions that they asked that you that you found? Oh par- yeah, I particular- got some good okay. ones. I got Please. some good ones for you. Well, one of them. This one wasn't really a super great question, but uh, the the oh, wow. students' reaction was shots funny. fired. So what's the difference between uh, the climate in Jinan and your hometown? So I just pulled up on Bing. <laughs> I just pulled up the weather forecast for Look, Dexter, You can see Michigan. down the street. It's clear outside. <laughs> well, I told, you don't them, need a I told them the air quality is better, and they all and they all laughed because I'm sure they all kind of figured it was. Mm. But I showed them a forecast of the week, and they were like, "Oh, like oh, they yeah. couldn't believe how cold it was Dude. and all the snow." 
I uh, went out today and it it was it was in like it was in the twenties and it was rough. I think Dude, yesterday it was one of the coldest days I've had here in Jinan, and I think it was about thirty five. Oh, that's that's properly cold though. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, but you have, and you have all sorts of fancy jackets though. I do, well, I have I have one thick winter jacket. Yeah. Um, oh, it's okay. Only these one. One, this one was kind of funny. Uh, would you rather be with Emma Stone or Anne Hathaway? Who would you pick, Jared? Emma Stone or Anne Hathaway? Those are my two options. Yep. That's a question. Gotta pick one. Anne Hathaway. Interesting. I went with Emma Stone. Yeah, of a course. A lot of my students seem to be disappointed. Yeah. What, what does that mean, Jared? What's that supposed I mean, to be? I mean, that's just, I mean, no, I choose Anne Hathaway. No offense, Emma Stone. I, it's not like I'd be disappointed if uh, if I found out either of them were interested in me. I'm just saying. I mean, they're both beautiful, that's for sure. And yeah. then they asked me, how about Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio? And I was like, well, I mean, I don't bat for that team. Mm. But if I did bat for that team, probably Brad Pitt. I like Leonardo DiCaprio a lot, but I got to go with Brad Pitt, too. I like him a lot, yeah. too, but I, I, I like, but yeah, no, I mean. Come on, he's this older was, and he's and he's this was still another looks funny. This was another funny one, Jared. Do you and oh man, this was a funny one. Do you have a Twitter account? May I follow your tweets? And I mean, I do have a Twitter account. I never use it. I think yeah, you I've probably tweeted, haven't tweeted since 2015, but probably not. No, uh, I had to get it actually when we were in, at Albion because I took a communication class with um, Andy Boyan, and he wanted everyone to use Twitter for class. So, what did you have to use it for? Uh, I think we had to like post stuff or retweet stuff. I don't even I'm remember. Like pull so it up and ago. find some super offensive shit. That's right. That's right. Uh, first find time some... on Twitter. Looking forward to see what this has to offer. Time to get out of the Stone Age. There we that go. That was you. That was your first tweet. That Music was makes what? my world go round. About that time to pick up my guitar and practice. Almost there. Friday isn't too far. All right. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Keep reading them. Keep reading them. <laughs> oh, you want me to keep reading? Keep reading. I'm kind of uh, curious. Monday already. Why does the weekend go by faster than Mondays alone? Meeting. Uh, oh, meet in. True. Excuse me. I mean, that is very true. Kind of true. Meet in with a possible landlord today uh, to get my own place for the summer. Hashtag super stoked. Hashtag super <laughs> oh, stoked. I like that. I like oh, that. Jesus. Come and join oh, my per- uh, come and join me perform some solo classical guitar pieces. My first ever recital. Details here. It's a link to Facebook. Hashtag music for life. Final exams done. Music composition for ten weeks this summer is so close. I can almost hear my new compositions. One more day in Albion for the school year. Hashtag it's summertime. There we go. It's been a while. Right. Are you done? Are you ready? You, you no, done? keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> you want me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but finally moved into my own place, and I've been living the music life. Hashtag no complaints. Someone like that. Uh, ich bin sehr glücklich darüber, dass oh, that ich was at MSU. super okay. klassen, oh yeah, uh, super klassen Kameraden und, Pro, uh, Kameraden und Professoren haben. Yeah, that was in 2017. So that's five years later. So it's been yeah. a while, but moved into my own place and have been living the music hash, ha, music life hashtag no complaints was uh, the 1st of June, 2012. Okay. Okay. The German one, Ich bin sehr glücklich. That was, yeah, that was uh, February 3rd, 2017. Then after oh, yeah. that, 
was um, if you like learning languages or terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. And it was uh, 2019, <laughs> and it was our podcast. Oh, there we go. So there mm-hmm. we go. Uh, one tweet for our podcast, Jared. So that's, it's like, uh, yeah, don't follow me. It was the answer to that question. <laughs> yep. Yep, basically. That's what, I, that's what I told them. I thought about telling them about the Untranslatable podcast, and I was like, I was like, mm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, just because I don't know if we say anything... We say anything that's not pro-China, um, yeah. And one of the students were to see it, like there could there could be potential issues. Yeah, uh, maybe so wait yeah. until you're maybe wait until you're back in the United States, and then you know tell them like like here's the, the day before the your the, play yeah. takes off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although the Chinese government's watching our listening to our every word right now, and they're like, "Ah, you fools!" <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, so I got a couple other questions though that were kind of cool. Uh, this one though, I really liked that was, I thought this one was just very, they were like thinking a lot about, um, the, the vocabulary in the Grinch. So one Mm. of the students, uh, said, uh, is the village name Whoville in the Grinch related to French ville? The, the suffix ville in, uh, French means city. Maybe there's a specific connection between them. And I was like, oh, I like this. Drawing connections. Mm. This is good. This was also submitted by a freshman student. And I told them, I said, well, actually, Ville is used in a lot of places in the United States, like Nashville, Knoxville, um, right. Jacksonville. Louisville or Louisville. Louisville. Right, right. Yeah, where it's like, it's interesting where, where your head's at and, and like mm-hmm. you're thinking. But like, yeah, as, as you were asking that question in my head, I was like, you're kind of overthinking it. Right. I think, yeah. I think it was just, that's, you know, that's just a the sign that you're talking about a city of some sort. <laughs> right. But it comes from French. And I think a lot of Americans may not know that. So I think that was yeah, kind of true. Uh, and, and that's an interesting question, too, because it makes a very good point, If especially if you don't understand, like, you know, just, you know, some standard things about U.S. or, like, naming of cities in the U.S., which, why would you? Uh, yeah, right. I, I get that question. That's an interesting one. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, Jared, although I have more and I would love to talk about them, I think it's time that we... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny that you do that to me. Oh, my head. See, because it feels like you would realize that I still don't have my drops ready to go. Yet you oh, just sat there and expected me to uh, spread a little love to there drop it go. like I had it ready to go. That's professional know, podcasting right there. I know it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> you haven't heard one drop. But uh, now, but I happen to just have them ready to go for you. It's because I know you can just drop it like it's hot, in the words of Snoop Dogg, Jared. Mm. I know you have that capability. So, let's mm, go into some well, shout-outs. So my I think first shout-out, proven that I don't have that capability. But, uh. <laughs> I was going to say, Jared, I was, I was just trying to you know, encourage you a little bit. Encourage you don't have to do that. You're way too nice. <clears throat> I feel fair. like, I feel right, like we need to be more uh, argumentative, you know, to really spice it up here. You're too, you're too nice and maybe, accepting maybe of all my do. flaws. Maybe you're, you're right. You're right. Maybe we do. Maybe that's the teacher in me. Maybe I'm just too nice. Who knows? Anyways, uh, <laughs> so my first shout out goes out to uh, Joe Burrow, who is the Heisman Trophy winner this year, uh, quarterback at, I think he's a quarterback at LSU, uh, but he's an Athens County native, and Athens is a uh, place in Ohio. And uh, his acceptance speech, he um, kind of made it known that uh, in Athens, Ohio, there's a lot of people who are going hungry, and there's a lot of problems with poverty there. And after he made his speech, um, there has been about 400,000 donated 
of the 450,000 goal, which has been updated. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, so Joe Burrow is a quarterback from Louisiana State University, received the Heisman Trophy on Saturday, December 14th. He graduated from Athens High School in 2015. Coming from Southeast Ohio, this is what he's saying, it's a very impoverished area, and the poverty rate is almost two times the national average, Burrow said in his acceptance speech. There's so many people there that don't have a lot, and I'm up here for all those kids in Athens and Athens County that go home to not a lot of food on the table, hungry after school. You guys can be up here too. Over 5,700 people were able to be served with the donations to the Athens County Food Pantry in 2018, according to the Food Pantry's website. Of those people, over 1,800 were children. There were also 2,100 individual households served by the Food Pantry. He's an inspiring young man that others could certainly take a lesson from. Lisa Hamler uh, Fugit, an executive director of the Ohio Association of Food Banks, said in an email, On behalf of the two million hungry Ohioans, thank you, Joey. So I think this is great. I always love when you see athletes using their platform for positivity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I was going to say I always like to see young people having a voice, you know. And, I, and like using their and, and like uh, in a weird way, I, you know, I'm, I'm nervous to make this comparison because who knows what will come out about this guy in like five years on his Twitter. <laughs> but um, in a weird way, it's like Greta Thunberg esque. Where and, and not even that they have similar goals in life, but it's just like I like to see young people using their voice for good, you know, and, and actually Absolutely. making a legitimate impact, you know. And so um, I, I do like that stuff. And shout out to him. Most definitely. Most definitely. My, my, a lot of my family are LSU fans, so there we go. You know. That would make sense. That would make sense. My next shout out goes out to a father-daughter duo, Paul and Sammy Parkinson, uh, from Cache Valley, who recently published a book. Speaking of uh, voices of children, Jared, and uh, voices of doing good, voices of young people, they have just recently published a book featuring stories of service performed by children from around the United States and even a few outside of the country. For example, from the story of a young boy in Georgia who had his mom stop the car so he could help an elderly woman cross the street, to the three sisters in Australia who donated their hair to help cancer patients, the new book Unselfish Kids shows service that takes a variety of shapes. Uh, It's these thousands and hundreds of thousands of small acts each day that add up to the large thing. So we should never not do something because we feel it's too small. Because in reality, it's the small things that have the big results, Paul Parkinson said. Paul and his daughter Sammy collaborated on the book after Sammy took some time off from college to participate in global humanitarian work. Sammy wanted a way to document the inspiring force children can be. So Paul suggested that they work Mm. together to create this book. So I think it's really amazing. Check it out. It is on Amazon, um, and it is called Unselfish Kids, which I think is great. I think this reinforces for a lot of children that the little things they do matter, and hopefully it will inspire many to do more good. That's lovely, Chad. Wow. Unselfish Kids? Sorry, I'm actually I'm trying to yes. find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just came out recently. I think it came out right. a couple days yeah. ago. Unselfish Kids. Yeah, My I'm last shout-out for today, Looks Jared, uh, goes out to uh, New Zealand because I love, this, I love this headline here, Jared. Food in the nude. 
New Zealand ditching plastic packaging of fruit and vegetables oh. in supermarkets. Uh, so there you go. You had to read the whole the whole headline, Jared. <laughs> so so you know it's not awful. So food <laughs> is a New Zealand campaign to end plastic packaging for fresh produce in supermarkets. Uh, foodstuffs have signed the New Zealand Plastic Packaging Declaration, which is committed to making all store and private label packaging 100% reusable, recyclable, or compostable by 2025. So I think that's great. Oh, so it's not Shout that they're not going to have packages. It's just that the packages will be eco-friendly packaging. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. But I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Although I'll, I'll tell you this, whenever I get a styrofoam cup, I get mad, but I'm also like, I mean, this cup of hot cocoa has been hot for like six hours. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> need to find a more eco-friendly alternative styrofoam out there, and then Jared will still be happy. Hey, hit us up. I mean, not that I use styrofoam ever, really. Mostly I use a mug at work that I reuse every day, and I wash it. There we and go. And that's very sustainable. Look at, look at you, Jared. You know what else is mm-hmm. very sustainable, Jared? Untranslatables. They sustain culture, the world, friendships. That's right. Yes. Um, I'll start. Sure. Why not? My first one is Catalan, and it's Mascara que Espalda. Something, blah, 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 as something. More face than back. Uh, More. More face than back. Mascara. Is this like... Go ahead. Go ahead. You can say it again. Okay. Mascara que espalda. I didn't have to say it again. <laughs> I already uh, said I, it. I, I like hearing you say it. Uh, okay, so more face than back. Is this like more bark than bite? Uh, no. But no, okay. I like where your head's at. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it I is, it is okay. negative. It's, it's not a negative. good thing. You don't want to have more face than back. Is it like you're more, uh, I don't know, you're more superficial than Mm-mm. you are no, 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 real? No, no, no. no. Okay. Give me, give me say, a, an example. I'd say um, I'd say just like, it's like if, if I were telling you about someone, I would be like, wow, you know, the Jimmy really is a, you know, he's a really a-hole. He's ugly. He's dumb. He's uh he's not he's not cool and you're like wow you're really uh showing him more more face than back. Oh, so when you're like when you're like roasting somebody or you're you like know, I, really... I knew you weren't going to get it. Yeah, no. it's to behave or speak rudely, show no respect. Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean it's not really okay. roasting. It's just no. like to have no respect for someone. That's fair. Yeah. Well, Jared, I'm going to start off with another Colombian one cuz I was reading through these Colombian ones and they're great. I do have some Chinese so it's ones Spanish. Today as well. Uh, it is Spanish, Colombian Spanish, correct? Okay. And it is estamos parchando, uh, estamos parchando, which means uh, to make a patch. To make a patch. Mm-hmm. Is it like to, like, not like to patch up a relationship, like to mend a relationship? N- not quite, but it is related to friendship, Jared. I would say, for oh, example... Oh, it's like to make we, a new friend? Oh. No, I would say when I was back in Michigan... Uh, we made a lot of patches to make memories. To you're going a little too deep. 
Mm. When we when we record podcasts, to hang out. you could sit. There we go. There we go. Oh. Good job, buddy. To hang out. To make uh-huh. a to make a. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. To make a patch. I don't understand that, but I guess you don't have to. Right. Um, my next one. Have you heard of the language Basque? Basque. I have. Mm-hmm. Do you know where it's spoken? I think it's spoken in well. It's the the easy default answer is it's spoken in the Basque region, but I think the Basque region is in oh, is it in northern Spain? Wow, very good, I, very all right. good. Ooh, all right, all right, and southern France. It's spoken in yep. both of those, but northern mm-hmm. Spain and southern France. My phrase is "esquereco begiz begiatu." I have no idea how to say any of that. Like, I don't even know where okay. to begin. To be, okay. so, I'm sorry, but I did, like. I mean, I don't know where to begin on most of these, but this one I really didn't even know where to begin. To look with the left eye, and I'll give you one eye. clue. Okay. Okay. Know how people treat us left left people. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, kind of <laughs> what I was thinking. To look with the left eye is kind of like. Is it kind of like to like give somebody the side eye or like to look at someone disapprovingly? No. It's this deals with someone that you have prior experience with personally or or professionally to be fair. Is this like uh, to but you're looking but someone someone you've had prior experience with personally or professionally that now uh that you have now you know how they are as a person you look at them with the, with the left eye. So you so you I mean you know okay you know who they are as a person you're so it's like you're you're kind of looking at them like, is it to look at someone in disbelief? I understand. I understand why this would be tough. Like, like, I, but once you get it, you're going to be disappointed. But I understand okay. how many ways this could go with not liking someone. Right. So what is um, it? Where it's like, hold. On, let me give you one more example. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I did business with this guy. Um, uh, oh, you know, I was talking to one of our mutual friends about uh when we did formal and he was talking you know we did our fraternity formal and he was in charge of all the finances and organized everything and he was talking about how some of our quote-unquote friends might have taken longer than others to Mm -hmm. uh to pay but he said but you know they did pay eventually but it took a really long time and you know we graduated from college i don't know five years ago at this point Mm -hmm. and i told him i was like oh but you know you still don't look at them with uh with the left eye or anything so it's no big deal yeah, I got nothing. To have a grudge against someone. Oh, yep. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That does make you you're oh, right. I, I know it's disappointed. Does. I was pretty proud of that. Uh, right. Oh, and one other thing I just wanted to say, I'm tired of this left slander. We're I good know, people. Right? We are. I have great handwriting. I mean well. Speak I don't, for yourself, Jared. My handwriting is atrocious. Oh, sh- all right, well, Atrocious. just keep that to yourself. You know, they don't. Hey, you know what, Jared? Maybe I wanted to become a doctor and just Which, med school didn't true. pan out. <laughs> very prestigious. You're very that's, creative that's right. too. That's right. Well, that's what. That's the funny thing in China when people see that I'm left-handed, they I've heard from like four or five people. They say, "Oh, you're left-handed, so you must be more intelligent and more creative." And I'm like, and "What are like, you yeah. talking like?" <laughs> now, I, now if, if, that's if, what if I, I should say, if I'm confident enough, every now and again, I'll say like, "Yeah, that's true." <laughs> right right if you're feeling good that day yep that's right yep yeah and usually right, it's Jared, like, my no, last one for all, you today yep. is chinese and it is um which mean uh which means 
Uh, pulling a tooth from a tiger's mouth. Where it's like tr- trying hard to get something out of someone or it's like forcing something out of someone or it's like pulling a, uh, or it's like working hard or I feel like I'm playing some sort of game show all of a sudden. You are. Uh, it seems like you are. Uh, no. So, well, just think about it, Jared. Uh, how would you describe like someone stressed that pulls, out? How would you describe someone who pulls a tooth from a tiger's mouth? Uh, scared. Um, would you would you be scared if you pulled a tooth out of a tiger's mouth? Yeah, because my hand would be inside of a tiger's mouth. I love how you're asking it like that's a crazy thing to be okay, scared. Well, well, think think about somebody who's not scared. <laughs> how would you describe that person? Other than stupid. Obviously, they are stupid, but how would you describe a person? Oh, oh, it's like someone that's very in control. Very co- cool, Brave calm, and collected. Or courageous. Ah, uh, Brave yes, yeah, or I just courageous. call that person stupid. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why I said stupid because uh, I knew you would probably go that direction with it. But yeah, it means uh, someone. Oh, who you is wouldn't call to... that person stupid. Oh no, I totally would too. Uh, okay, okay. Just, uh, all right. I'm, I'm like, am yeah. I the crazy one yeah. here? No, no, no. But yeah, it simply means to brave the greatest danger, which uh. I think is why some professions out there are revered all around the world. Things like a doctor, the. The small amount of research I did, it's incomparable to the months and months of research that Jared does, but the small amount of research that I did showed that in almost every country I looked at, doctor was one of the most respected professions. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes as a doctor, you have to really make some very important, I mean, literally life or death, death decisions, and you have to not only be intelligent, but sometimes you also have to be brave. I was thinking about what... But, you know, even before I did all this quote unquote research, which I do do, a lot of that research, (laughs) do do, a lot of that research is more uh, meditative, you know, it's more sitting on things, thinking about things, pondering life, thinking about the 2019 word of the year, uh, existential. And what I was thinking about was, what does a job need to have? What are some aspects of a job Mm -hmm. that make it? respected you know Mm -hmm. why why do people respect someone for having a job i mean number one is obvious no matter where you are yes that's that's probably going to be number one easiest is the money but but most cultures thankfully but as you mentioned doctor covers all of these things including you know Mm -hmm. money typically so it kind of covers all of these some of them don't hit all of most of them don't hit all of them uh, money's big. Everyone, e- even though some cultures care more about money, you know, people might claim that people here in the U.S. are culturally are more obsessed with money and, and being rich, which is probably true. But everyone mm-hmm. has a everyone has a, some strong feelings about money. Let's put it that way. Um, helping people is another one I have that I thought about. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say anything that you do that re- requires being of service to other people. Um, I think is important. And what I put on top of that is not only helping people, but helping the greater good. For example, helping your country, you know? So right. the greater good could be a uh, community, but it could also be uh, some sort of uh, government-related situation, you know, mm-hmm. what's perceived as helping the greater good, or what right. might actually be. I don't need to be negative about that. Right. True. I think it's interesting as well, which, like, in what ways helping people could be viewed as like viewed higher or lower in different cultures and countries right yeah because i can tell you that here in china teaching although teachers here in china don't make 
the most money, it is still a very respected and honorable position. I mean, right. I, did I tell you this story about when I talked to a cab driver uh, when mm. I was going to the train station a while ago? He asked me what I did, and I kind of understood what he meant. And so I said one of the few sentences I can actually put together in Chinese, which is I'm a teacher. So I told him, Wushu Lao Shu. He went, Oh. And he like did like a salute. And he was like, Oh, Lao Shu. <laughs> and, and so cab drivers here in Jinan speak with a with a Jinan dialect. So so Lao Shu is is what you're supposed to say in Chinese. Like that's the Mandarin, the Putonghua, that's like the proper Chinese. Um, mm. and he and he was saying, Oh, Lao Su, Lao Su, which is the Jinan dialect. When I told my students this story. And I said it in like a Jinan dialect. They clapped. You should have seen them. They were cracking up. They were dying. <laughs> um, it was really funny. I felt like I had my own little mini stand-up special in class. It was funny. Um, it, this, this, teaching in China seems very good for your self-esteem. It has been. It really has been. <laughs> People I did, clap for you. There's a right? lot of laughing. There's although, a- <laughs> although I did get a bit of a power trip in the Czech Republic because the students all stand to start they don't class. Do that, they don't do that there? They don't. No, Interesting. they don't. Yeah. I, you'd they kind might, of expect that, that kind school. of quote-unquote, you know, and I say quote-unquote because it's, it's all sort of perceived, but that sort of right. quote-unquote respect in China, you know? Right. I, by the way, anyway, I do have, speaking of respect, I do have a few other things that I thought of that, that uh, could help make a job be considered respected. Great. High, a high knowledge threshold. Absolutely. So any sort of job Engineer. that requires a lot of scientists, once right. again, doctor covers kind of all mm-hmm. of this in one. Right. Um, I would also say teacher, depending on yeah. the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're teaching high, high level science or high level maths mm-hmm. or high level anything, really. Right. Um, whether English philosophy, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So a high knowledge th- threshold. So maybe something that requires something higher than your uh, uh, um, bachelor's degree. It's usually right. considered uh, higher education these days, whether it be right. master's well, or I think, PhD I think, or and I think MD. the way it works, Jared, with with the with the different rungs of higher ed. I mean, bachelor's you're considered like you know you're obviously above you're above an associate's. Um, but I think for a lot of places now, because so many people have a bachelor's degree, uh, it's kind of viewed as kind of base level, right? Yeah. Then, then in theory, like a mas- a master's, they, I've heard some people say you, you're supposed to be kind of an expert in the field, and then a PhD is where you're like a specialized expert. Like, you know, you're obviously at the top of the top. PhD, um, or uh, also EDD, Doctor of Education, would be another one. But that's not. A, um, but, yeah. but also somewhere in there is is get are, is getting uh, certifications like a CPA, which is a, a right. Also a true. Certified public accountant, which is obviously mm-hmm. you need a well, not obviously, but you, you, typically you need uh, at least a bachelor's to get something like that. Right. And, um, and or like a JD, a juris too, doctor, right? which is a doctor right. of law. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, one more I have. One more that I thought of that would be uh, helpful. To have a respected job. Okay. Um, can you guess what it is? So we've talked about we money. Talk- we've talked about intelligence uh, or knowledge. Helping stress, people and helping the country. Helping people. Um, oh, maybe creativity. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't have that, but that is a good one. You okay. know, people really respect uh, any sort of visual artist, any sort of musician, any sort of comedian, mm-hmm. I think. A lot of that stuff is respected because people mm-hmm. can't, people are like, oh, I could never do that, you know? Right. Acting and so, as well, I would say. Yeah, acting. That's another great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any sort of a- artistic endeavor. I think it, it's it's that similar to higher education, it's sort of that feeling of that sort of I could never do 
do that feeling right and art's a little different right. because it, it feel it feels a lot of times even though there's a lot of you know hard education involved in mm-hmm. uh in in arts it feels like that sort of i could never do that thing uh that's not what i was thinking of though but that is very good okay. and i think that is useful for the list what mm-hmm. i was gonna say was uh continuing a family tradition so oh, it's like inter- yeah that's it's good. like my okay. my my, my great grandpa was a was a blah 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 my dad did it and now i'm continuing on whether it's like owner right. owning a business a family business mm-hmm. or even like like uh i remember during the uh there were a, a lot of strikes here not a lot of strikes there was there was a long strike here in in metro detroit for general motors and and a lot of people were talking about like um you know it's sort of a family tradition for us to work at, at you know for this company you know my blah 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 worked for gm mm-hmm. and blah blah for gm and and there is a lot of that sort of family tradition and and, and i think there's a lot of family tradition involved in the military too and oh, yeah. uh and, and and there's a lot of um wanting to continue on that line of being in in things like the military uh mm-hmm. doctors i think get it a lot too and so um, I, I think uh, continuing on, like like e- even if it's like a family respect specifically, mm-hmm. I think a lot right. of respect can be gained uh, from continuing on with the family church, or even in a community where it's like, oh, look at look at Junior continuing on at the at the you know the steel mill or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> right now, now I have a question for you though, Jared, because I I really agree with this list uh, most definitely. You know. Um, Money, uh, knowledge threshold, uh, family traditions, um, uh, higher. Yeah. But what I wonder though is some of these, like if we use this criteria, right, Mm -hmm. to grade respected professions, uh, I wonder though why, why, at least in the United States, I'm not sure in other countries, but why in the United States that trades, are not better respected? Because a lot of trades, right, like, you know, stuff where you work with your hands, a lot of the stuff I definitely couldn't do. I don't have the knowledge to do it. Uh, sometimes you also have to be very creative to come up with solutions for stuff. Um, you know, and some some people in trades can make a killing. They make really good money. I mean, it's hard work. They work hard for their money. But uh, and who's to say that you know doctors and lawyers and other professions don't work hard for their money? I think they also do. But I wonder why a lot of trades in the states are not better respected. It doesn't feel like. Late manual labor is respect. I mean, it doesn't feel like manual labor is not respected, I think is what it is. And I, I don't know why that is, especially since a lot of manual labor doesn't automatically mean, I mean, most, a lot of times doesn't mean lack of education. It just, it right. just means a specialized education, you know, that doesn't require, mm-hmm. that doesn't require getting a doctorate, but you still have to do some sort of, le- some level of special education. Like if you want to be an electrician, right. that requires a lot of education to not electrocute yourself to death and actually know exactly. how to, uh, <laughs> how to properly do that. Or, um, and so I, I think, but I think at least here in the U.S., something about manual labor, I think maybe because our indus- our, our economy as uh, as a whole has moved past relying on manual labor as be, uh, in, in, in general, obviously there's still levels of it. I think that that loses its, its, its favor. You know, it's interesting. So we should start with the, uh, oh, I have a question first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a I have a list of the most uh, prestigious professions in the United States, a, do, a couple of different countries, but I have it split mm-hmm. out by generation. But okay, oh, fascinating. Did your parents, Chad, uh, have any sort of uh, professional expectations put on you? Uh, 
did you feel any sort of pressures or any sort of uh like if i don't do at least like if i do mm. this job that might seem cool my par- you know my parents would never respect me or or feel like i'm actually you know you're, you're being asking productive. the wrong guy jared because i you know i studied music in undergrad Right. Much to my mother's dismay as well. Um, <laughs> I will tell you this, though. It wasn't ever a, a matter of... Uh, it really was never a matter of um, like what profession you will do. It was always... I always felt the pressure that you have to go to college. Like that was... Right. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that I also don't understand is that my parents also, going back to the whole idea of trades, uh, my parents never once... Um, even consider the idea of me, you know, it was always you're going to college, not you're going to college, or if you are interested, you could go into trade school, right? I have a couple of friends from high school, well, maybe more acquaintances now uh, from high school <laughs> that uh, went into trades and they make a hell of a lot more money than I am ever going to make as a teacher. But it seems like they're pretty happy with their lives. But yes, I wonder though. Mm-hmm. You know, people say that all the time. That's but what's the threat? What's sort of like the threshold on how much you can make? You know, the 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 potential. So maybe right. you start off strong, strong. You know, you you mm-hmm. uh, you you start making a good amount of like a living amount of money where you could afford a, to maybe put a down payment on a down payment on a home. While we're just grad, you know, and while in that four years where you made that money to do something like that, we're just graduating from college, and we seem way far behind. You know, we're impressed that they have a home right. and own a car and all that stuff. But then it's like, but but how 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 much further can can you progress from that? You know, so right. so what sort of your your earning? And obviously, you can point out the 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 exceptions. I would assume would be my mm-hmm. guess where someone you know makes a business out of whatever this is that we're talking about and manages to employ a lot of people and actually turn it into a large business but i don't think that's common you know right right that's true so that would be that my counter true. and that's also what i would why i would think those jobs like that might struggle in our uh in in, in our what i would i would i listed as the criteria to be a respected okay. job Right. It's because That's true. Th- that even though you might get that money early, I think that earning potential is not is not often as realized in the long term. So let's talk about some of the most respected professions in uh, the United States. And keep in mind, let's do it. I have this split up by uh, generation. Now, one generation. thing I'll find, okay. uh, one thing I'll say right off the bat is that uh, older generations in general are going to have more respect for professions period (laughs) so they just respect like in general the numbers are going to be high percentages are going to be higher now these percentages aren't crazy differences now granted they don't give sample sizes they don't give confidence intervals or anything so i can't tell you significant how significant these differences are because they're percentages but bear with me Mm -hmm. uh now number one as we've said obviously doctor Doctor. now that's going to be the number one in a lot of places Right. Uh, number. It's also the number one in Russia. It's also mm-hmm. the number one in India, and it's also the number one in. Um, well, those are the ones I have. Uh, <laughs> number two, scientist. Okay. But that's the number three. Uh, but number three is firefighter, and I say number but because mm-hmm. for ba- for baby boomers, fifty one to sixty nine, scientist. Mm-hmm. And firefighter are flipped. Firefighter, oh, interesting. 
Uh-huh. Firefighter falls into the um, falls. In, excuse me. Falls. Sorry. Falls into the helping people. Falls into uh-huh. the helping the community. Falls right. into the uh, probably pot- potentially could fall into the continuing a family tradition. Correct. Um, I have a uncle that used to be a. Uh, I mean, he's retired now, but he used to be a, uh, a chief of a, of a fire department for a long time his daughter my cousin she is uh has worked maybe not at the same one but she's worked at a fire department for years doing dispatch um but it does not hit the money part they're not known to be high earners uh quite the opposite um military officer i think it falls into a similar hitting similar categories as the uh now military officer i would say potentially especially especially officer has higher earning potential yes um definitely but it still does not really it's not you know you don't doesn't really you gotta be it's it's about time so you gotta be in there forever engineer right kind of hits all hits all of them but it doesn't really hit helping people doesn't really Uh, would you i don't know if i agree with that i guess it depends on the engineer Right, because I think there's a lot of different types of like a like a civil engineer. They they're uh, responsible for infrastructure, right? I yeah. feel like that helps a lot of people. Um, how, but how, I mean, how helpful? I guess I guess is what do you consider helpful? Because it's like if you look at a car engineer, now mm-hmm. that's helpful because cars are being made. But I guess right, how, like so that job needs to exist. But I like are they helping helping by like. Are they helping the greater good by just continuing on and producing essentially what a large corporation tells you to produce? You know. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. That is a good point. Are you and also are you continuing like uh, is engineering known for continuing on a family tradition kind of pr- profession? Now, obviously that exists. I'm not saying Tra- that doesn't traditionally, exist. Traditionally, I'd say probably not. Every profession has that. You know, every right. every you know every where it's like, oh, I want my kid to do the same thing I do because parents are weird. But I, you don't right. really hear often where it's like <laughs> right. long line. We come from a long line of engineers. You know? Engineers, right? Uh, nurse, I don't know, maybe wait a couple generations and that might be a thing, Jared. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Nurse is uh-huh. uh, very similar to the doctor in, in in terms of why it's respected, but it lacks the money aspect. Um, and and people, and and a lot of times people will talk about, at least here in the U S where, um, nurses, you know, I'm just saying conversations I hear, I'm not saying, I'm Mm -hmm. not giving an opinion, you know, deserve more respect than doctors. And it's the only reason that the doctors get the more respect is because they have that money aspect. And so it's just assumed that they're like, that they're the person, you know, they, they get, they get the disproportionate amount of respect for keeping you alive, essentially. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, architect. Architect mm, falls okay. into can fall into helping others uh, in your community. Can doesn't have to. Definitely can fall into high knowledge threshold. Definitely can fall into money and potentially mm-hmm. uh, tradition. Emer- EMT emergency medical technician similar to nurse. I think in the categories that it falls into, you're not going to get the money to uh, one, but it but it definitely falls into helping your community and others and uh, requires a high knowledge threshold. Absolutely. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if EMT specifically has uh, that sort of tradition r- r- with it. I don't think so. But it's. No, I don't but think I, so. but I do think I do agree that it's very respected. Veterinarian, police officer, for obvious reasons. Um, now so at now at the lower end of the list, just out of just mm-hmm. out of um, public relations consultant is at the pr- bottom of the list. <laughs> okay. Where's Which makes teachers? sense. Teacher even on the list. 
Uh, teacher must be somewhere in the middle because it's not at the very bottom, and it's okay. not at the it's not in the top ten, and it's not at the bottom ten. And why uh, why is it, Jared, that you think that teachers? Because in the Czech Republic, uh, I feel like teachers are respected. I think they have become over the years less and less respected. In China, they're still very well respected. In other countries, I think teachers are still very, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of high regard in, uh, in the community. Why do you think it is in the States that teachers aren't as well respected? Well, I mean, it's a known fact that our education system is lacking nationally, mm-hmm. like on, on an international base uh, scale. Right. And also, I think part of the problem, personally, I think part of the problem, and this is coming from someone that was, I guess, part of this problem, we have a extensive infrastructure of being able to buy better education, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So we have public schools, which are available to anyone uh, uh, you know, regardless of your financial status, um, to a certain extent, you know, it varies by mm-hmm. what neighborhood you're from, you know, you, but also, it, it, but we, but in general, but so I guess that's a whole different part of it is funding mm-hmm. and how funding is right. done based on the community you live in. But also if, even outside of the funding aspect, we have a large industry of, of private schools. And so I think people don't respect the public school as much because we have a, I think, a bigger industry of private schools than you might find in other countries with great education right. systems. And so right. we don't uh, respect the, the public one as much because we have what we consider uh, essentially a luxury mm-hmm. education system, you know, where it's Which like you're paying for better education. Right. Which is funny because in a lot of other countries, private schools and private universities, it's the opposite. Right. Um, people go there because they're not good enough to handle the public education system uh, or the state-run yeah. education system. So then they have to pay out of pocket to go somewhere else, which I think is really funny how but it's flipped of that, in other countries. I think there's a lot of like there's a lot of historical and and sort of racial and and oh, and, and segregation related and, and just like neighborhood and and and, and money related aspects that. Mm-hmm. That uh that lead to that, uh banker, politician, stockbroker, accountant, journalist, farmer, these are all at the bottom. All of those make sense to me except farmer. That one kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. And farmer is not at the bottom in, in uh, other countries. And right. um, true. And there was some country I saw. I don't remember where it was, but it's not. Oh, in um India, farmer is is one of the is a one of the top respected. Uh, professions. I actually found India interesting because uh, in the top professions, um, what, number two, well, number one was doctor. Number two was mm-hmm. military. Mm-hmm. I think in countries, there's. I, I, I would imagine that there's probably going to be more respect for military in those countries. Say I'm just pulling one out of my ass, but for like mm-hmm. Israel, for example, mm-hmm. or or I don't know Korea, for example, where you have mm-hmm. like a uh, or even a lot of European countries where you have like the required military service. Right. I think when everyone has to do some level of military service, um, it'll it'll be more respected because everyone mm-hmm. under, at least has a, a, a some level of understanding for the amount of effort that goes into that. Just like in Russia, for example, that is also one of the top respected professions. I would also say, too, if this is a country that tends to really need a military. You know, like I feel like in, in Switzerland, yeah. I mean, military is compulsory. Uh, I think for all men up to the age of 45, 
But like, when was the last time they don't Switzerland feel that actually threat. had a yeah. <laughs> right? When, when yeah, when did they actually have a conflict? You know, um, and I feel like it's very respected in the U.S. because we're I always mean, we have in, been, in wars. We have been, <laughs> yeah, we've been at war or had a conflict since Jared and I have been alive. So you know, yeah. I'm older than Jared. So for 28 years, longer than we've been alive, actually. Um, yeah, which is pretty we've crazy to think some about. Sort of conflict, and we've been in a, a, a one of our longest wars is going on right now. What's that? Is that war still the war technically Christmas? Still, no, the <laughs> <laughs> day seven thousand isn't uh, um, the war in Iraq te- technically still happening? War on Iraq? Is it? Me. Is it? I'm not sure. Is it over? Is it technically over? I don't. I don't know. That's a great question. I have no idea. That is a great question, Jared. But yeah, yeah, military is an Listen, interesting one. I'm getting and into far- farmer. Farmer is also interesting here. to me as well because. I think a lot of people, they don't respect farmers. They consider farmers to be, you know, um, stupid or, or, or whatever. But farming is hard work. Um, I think there yeah. is a lot you have to know. I don't think a farmer is in any way stupid at all. It's um, risky. Just because it's, it's very, very risky, risky, too. It's, you got to right. rely on the weather right. and, and, and the, the market. That's the thing. And the thing is that if we don't have good farmers... Um, what are we going to do for food? Are you going to go out and and hunt your meat? Uh, well, I well, yeah, we still need farmers. I Not guess me, for son. livestock too. Not yeah, me. Are you going to go out and hunt no. your meat? Are you going to grow your own garden in your backyard? You know, mm. so so yeah, I think farmers uh, are very very important. In um, but yeah, in India, teachers is is mm-hmm. high up there too, number six for what that's worth. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it just generally means that it's you know one of the more highly respected uh, professions. Right. Um. IAS and IFS. IAS is Indian Administrative Service Officers. Okay. Uh, civil servants that work in, in, in administrative and leadership roles at state and central levels in the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, IFS is uh, Indian Foreign Services. I think Foreign Services people here in the U.S. get respected, even though a lot of people probably don't even really understand what they do. I honestly right. don't fully understand what they do. Right. In uh, uh, administrative services get no respect here in in the in the U.S. Honestly, they get like like when I think of That's just true. if I were to think of that administrative services, I would think of going to the DMV, going right. to um, you got maybe you got to go to your local courthouse for for mm-hmm. something or you know you you know there's there's no respect for those people. <laughs> right. That's true. That They're true. just considered pencil think, pushers, you know, or like tax related right. services. It's like no mm-hmm. one respects anyone at the IRS. Uh, <laughs> right. True. True. That's a good point. I think that's just kind of in our in our American nature though, to be very I don't know. I feel like I feel like the way sort our country like fight was founded, against the power. Yeah. The way our country was founded, let alone mm-hmm. just goes to show you that we're just kind of like, you know, F the man. Like, you know. I feel like people in administration are part of that system. Uh, so yeah. See, I found inter- India weird because here's some other ones that you you I, uh, social workers is on the list for some of the top respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, social workers are notoriously underrespected <laughs> uh, professions here in the United States. And it's, overworked in the states. And you know, too. it's interesting too because yeah. they they fo- they fulfill every level of the criteria except for money they're notoriously also mm-hmm. underpaid here in the u.s but obviously they're yeah. helping people that's their job they're helping the community or, yeah. or your country or your or wherever you or your area mm-hmm. 
it requires a high knowledge threshold because you need a master's of social work. Yep. And uh, it could continue family tradition too, potentially, you know, that that's because I think selfless jobs require some sort of, you know, you know, inherent pride. That could right. come from continuing a family tradition too. Another one that surprised Very me. True. There's one more in India, India that surprised me. Surprised me. Lawyers. Mm-hmm. Lawyers fulfill um, money. Potentially, yep. they could be helping other people. Potentially, they could be Potentially. doing the complete opposite. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? Potentially, they could true. be helping a community. Potentially, once again, complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right. it requires a high knowledge threshold, and that's also a, uh, a, a profession I think ha- can come with a lot of tradition too. I think that I that could definitely be one that could be uh, like a family, you know, a family of lawyers. You, I could definitely see that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, like the uh, the Bernstein family in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, there are like five <laughs> or six or seven of them. They're all lawyers. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, Jared, you know what uh, is a profession that I think. You get a lot of respect if you're very famous, but not so much respect if you aren't very famous is musicians, which I think that's should lead a, us to our song of the pod. That's an interesting category all in itself is positions <laughs> like with, I mean, we don't have to do an episode on this, but like professions. We could though. That might be fun. With like the widest gap. Uh, like a doctor, you're respected even if you're in like, like, like in med school, you know, you, you're very respected. It was like, oh, good. You know, we're, we're rooting for you. Go, right. go, go. But right. it's like, if you're like in the low levels, just like performing in bars, uh, mm-hmm. As a musician, it's like you need to get a job. <laughs> right, exactly. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, I what like is the song, song for this week, Jared. This song is by an uh, artist called Li- uh, Lineker, who we've had on uh, this on the pod before. And mm-hmm. uh, Lineker and the band uh, uh, is, uh, and it's like Eos Caramelos, and that's the band, the Caramelos. And mm-hmm. um, it's called Boca, which is mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's Portuguese, I believe. Or, excuse me, Brazilian, speaking Brazilian, Portuguese. Watch yourself. Watch I meant yourself. to say right. she's, she's Brazilian, Brazilian, speaking Portuguese. And, right. um, I mean, how many times do I have to say it? Portuguese, much like uh, Spanish, beautiful language to be sung in. And mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the... The uh, like, is it the tone of her voice? I don't know what it is. The the register, the like, like the uh-huh. the, the 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 octave that that um, she performs the in the range. I love that range. Mm-hmm. It's a big yeah. range, yeah, but but I, but I, nice. but it's very like it's a very calming range, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a very soothing uh, soothing tone and a great singer. And the band is great too. You know, you get the you get the horns, a little bit of the horns, not over, not like a loud, like it's a very calm song, but it's but right. I, I I like it a lot. And you know, we've obviously uh, uh, featured her before, so clearly we're fans. Absolutely, yeah. I just love the vibes of this song. It just has such a, like you said, kind of a calming effect. It's really great. Uh, the band behind her is tight and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really really great song. Most definitely. Yes. Yeah, that's oh my god, twenty four years old, hmm. talented, very very I, talented. Not re- I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. her voice in a way makes her sound more mature. Yes, yeah. If I yeah. dare say that, but yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic though. So check that out on our Song of the Pod playlist on our YouTube channel on Translatable Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will definitely enjoy. 
So we are lovers of language and culture here, and we're both attempting to learn languages ourselves. I am slowly at a snail's pace. I'm not trying that hard, just to be clear. (laughs) <laughs> try i don't want to give Jared. any false uh <laughs> right yeah i need to try harder as well um so my word uh for today is chinese uh my chinese word of the pot is um zhiye and zhiye zhiye means uh profession mm, okay my spanish word of the pod is uh ilustre which means? Or you could say prestigioso or prestigiosa. Oh, prestigious. Okay, mm-hmm. prestigious. Illustrious, yes. prestigious. Yeah? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess if, if you want to assume it's a, it's a, uh, it's a cult cognate. cognate, I was going to say a friend because mm. I almost said false friend. If you want to assume it's a friend. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Sure. Okay, nice. Well, it's been interesting, Jared, to look at the uh, different respected professions around the world. Uh, India was definitely a surprise, for sure. Does uh, it that was really fascinating. Make you reconsider your line of work? I mean, you're in a highly respected profession if you never come back home. <laughs> that, that is true. That is very true. <laughs> Although, I think something, yeah. I will say, college professor does have more, does earn you more respect prestige than like a elementary middle school or high school but i think it's because there is that extra level of education required and also you know slightly higher pay but not even that much like it's not like professors are just becoming rich off of becoming you know being professors alone but right right you have to do something administrative as well as teach if you want to really or like publish stuff make the money in education right right and even in publishing, I don't think there's that much money in it unless you're like really yeah, yeah you gotta books are selling be like, like Jordan Peterson and get on Joe Rogan or something right exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah it's really interesting to see what uh, I like the fact that you uh, came up with that list of respectable professions I would definitely agree that um, I mean money is always a big thing uh, you know the knowledge threshold is a big one family tradition. Um, I think those are all really, really interesting things to keep in mind, helping the community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it was really great. And it's also interesting, too, that a lot of professions are kind of respected in many different cultures. Like doctor is a big one. It seems like lawyer yeah. is a big one, scientist. Um, but I think so, it's yeah. because regardless of, of what a culture seems to value um, in, in a community or in a person, um, a doctor will hit sort of all of them, you know? I would agree. It, 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 it cover it's it's sort of the gold standard of of profession around the world, and you know what, what's what's better than literally saving a person's life? You know, having right. a person's life in your hands. Exactly, that's very true. Um, very very true. So let us I know. What, I don't want that kind of responsibility though. Right. That's too yeah, way too much. <laughs> me either. Although there is although there is actually a lot of responsibility in education. I think a lot of people just don't realize it, especially oh, in I mean, education. That's probably another problem with education here in the United States is that people don't understand, don't recognize how important it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let us know what professions you think are respectable at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us, untranslatable1. Um, Send us some meme news if you're so inclined. We always appreciate some good meme news, (laughs) high quality stuff. Check out our Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. If you want to see what we've been up to, our uh, travel shenanigans and so forth. And lastly, please 
five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dequiame, which is gracias, and shishu.